Welcome to the Hub Crawl Around to a podcast discussing all things Disney. I'm Teg. And I'm Eric. Each episode, we invite two guests to bring a question and talk about one of our favorite things, Disney. And it's kind of funny because this week we brought two guests from one of our favorite podcasts about Disney. Of course, one of the co-hosts of that show is Lynn. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me again. I think this is my third time now oh, on your man. show. He's going to catch up to <laughs> us, Eric, if we're not careful. Oh, man. We'll have to watch out. We also have a special guest co-host of The Sweep Spot and available voice talent. It's Ken Pellman. Hello, everybody. So good to be here. Well, this is funny because technically I think we have two people that could do voice talent on this uh, recording. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Let's start off. Teg has our first question this week. All right. Well, what would it take for you to stay on property or if you have stayed on property, specifically, what? I'm thinking Disneyland, what ex- what existing perks make it worth it for you to stay there? Lynn, we'll start with you. Okay. So I had just started staying at any hotel, you know, because I didn't have to stay at a hotel until I moved away and stopped working. So then the first hotel I started staying at was Candy Cane Inn, and that's still my to go to when they're open, but now they are. But oh, they did open. They're open. Yeah they're, yeah, they're open. Yeah. Hallelujah. I know. <laughs> yes. But anyway, so I did have the opportunity to stay at the Grand Californian last Thanksgiving weekend, which was awesome. And then I was kind of hooked. I'm like, you know what? This is better. That yeah, it's it's more money, but it's this is a better experience. And the reason I say that is because. And then this this Thanksgiving, we um, stayed at Disneyland Hotel. Anyways, so I say that is because uh, some of the perks, you know, are some of my favorite are that you don't you don't um, leave the magic. You know, you say you don't have to walk on Harbor Boulevard and um, see some of the things you see there. You're just <laughs> like <laughs> in the magic. You don't you don't leave it. And that's yeah. one of the one of the best things i think for lynn you don't find it magical when they're trying to when you're leaving at the end of the night and they're trying to sell you dollar water bottles or uh there's a gentleman out there with a (laughs) parrot on his shoulder or they're flinging those like light up helicopters or whatever it is oh yeah yeah and saxophone playing and yeah yeah so yeah that's that's my main i don't want to take all the reasons because i know that we have others that need to answer (laughs) so (laughs) i know eric has plenty to say about this Oh yeah, we're we're reopening this old wound here. Uh, Teg has always questioned my predilection for staying on property at you know, Disneyland. I, I, at Disneyland, I agree at with Disneyland. you. Disney World. Well, well, yeah, Disney World. That's that's kind of it because I started at Disney World, and that's mm. that's the main thing because I'm used to staying inside that giant Disney bubble. So Disneyland, when I first went a few years ago, I I thought, well, why not stay at Disneyland? And yes, it's more expensive, but you get early park entry at times. It's it's late, late stays. You know, these things have changed over the years, but it's the that Disney theme. You walk in after you're dropped off by your your convenient lift driver or, or shuttle, whatever you use to get from the airport to where you're going. And it's Disney all the way until you leave. I'm just used to that experience. And. I have now experimented. I've stayed off property and I've done this a few times and we'll do it again in in April here. But, you know, it's I I like that experience because it's 
showing me what, you know, quote, the locals do. People that I know who live in in San Francisco and San Diego, where they, they visit frequently and they say, no, you stay a little bit off property and you can save a lot of money. And you're used to that kind of tradition of walking up to the parks and going through security and everything. Still, I love the feeling of waking up inside a Disney hotel and going to sleep in a Disney hotel. Disneyland hotel has those amazing headboards that yeah. that light up. <laughs> I don't know why that's so delightful, but it is. You know, <laughs> there, there's a lot there. Um, Ken, any thoughts from, from your perspective? What would keep me on property? Uh, I think it would be duct tape uh, that would <laughs> keep me from leaving. No, uh, what I would like to have, if I'm going to pay all that money to stay on property, uh, I would like easy and free reservations for attractions and dining. Now, granted, I know they can't offer that to everybody, but uh, at this point, with all the hassles with reservations and everything, I would I would just like to be able to say, well, I'm staying on property, so I don't have to deal with all that. I can just bypass all of that, you know. That would be great. That would be a great perk, you know. Maybe they'll offer something like that. Of course, what they'll do is they'll raise the – they'll calculate what you would have spent <laughs> on Lightning Lane, and they'll just raise the room rates by three times that amount or whatever. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh. But, yeah, that – it is – I mean, it, I do get the bubble thing. Um, I live close enough that, you know, driving there – I probably spend more time in line for parking than I do actually driving to there. <laughs> so I, I haven't had uh, reason to stay on property at Disneyland. You know, if it was Walt Disney World, it would be another story. I, I can't drive there as, as quickly. So <laughs> <laughs> so what I hear, uh, Ken, is that we're all staying at your place next time. Well, there you go. I should have a uh, I should have an Airbnb or or a bed and breakfast for for Disney related stuff. And uh, there we're close to knots as well. You know, Hey, there you go. Um, <laughs> now, what about you, Tage? Well, let's see. I mean, listeners of this show know that I am almost allergic to staying on Disney property at <laughs> Disneyland at this point. Um, I was the person that up until the last few years, I always stayed at, it's totally a different name now, but it was the super eight on Catella and it was, uh, you'd go basically to the edge of Disney property b behind Cars Land and take a left if you were going away from Disneyland. And uh, it's kind of down there a little bit. I thought the rooms were fine. Not great, but they were fine. The beds were comfortable. Staff was nice. So for me, that was good enough. But to get me to stay there, they'd have to lower the prices. That's really what it comes down to, 100%. I, I think that you know, four to $500 a night for a room. And it's a room like I'm not spending that much time in the room. I can't. It, I'm spending more per night for the hotel room than I'm for the theme park. And I get to like ride things and watch things <laughs> and all of that. And I don't get that in the yeah. thing. So otherwise, they'd have to make it so dang magical that I couldn't say no. What I mean by that is they'd have to do something really crazy and over the top, even for Disney standards. If there was an experience like Galactic Star Cruiser that was the same price as the Disneyland hotels, I would <laughs> maybe pay that. But I will not pay Galactic Star Cruiser prices for that same experience. It's just not worth it to me. So, well, a great, uh, great selection of answers from everybody. That wraps up our first question. Now we go to Lynn for their question. What do you got for us, Lynn? So if you were given the job as president of Disneyland today, what one thing would you change, Eric? 
Well, I'm looking ahead at some of the answers coming and I'm, I'm trying not to step on them. I'd get rid of regular genie. Does anyone spend any time in the regular genie app unless you've paid for genie plus and you're getting your, your lightning lanes and everything else. I remember joking about it when it first got announced, like, Hey, let's, let's spend a day doing whatever genie tells us to do. I still haven't done it because I frankly have not spent any time looking at what genie recommends for me on a daily basis. (laughs) This is Walt Disney world. This is Disneyland. I, maybe it's, it's a novelty, but I don't know who, takes the advice of this app does it really do anything that it it promises i i don't even know what it promises anymore so i'd get rid of that first ken what's your take Ooh, uh well i would hire myself back and put myself in a position of power but um (laughs) (laughs) uh i would go ahead and do something about tomorrowland (laughs) i think it's too late to do anything about uh, something else i want to do something about but uh tomorrowland would be would would be definitely on my priority list what else would you want to do something about <laughs> i don't want, uh, no comment oh. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's too late that that that's uh that issue is sailed almost so uh tomorrowland if uh i've talked with lynn about this uh i would probably give some of tomorrowland over to Fantasyland, and then i would you know kind of take the burden off of Tomorrowland so much and go ahead and finally do something with that, keeping in mind that styles change pretty fast. So the focus would be on the interior of the new developments, but that really needs some work over there. If I like to say, if any other company, like just imagine if uh, the star Wars launch bay building was owned by some other company you know, do you think it would be as underutilized as it is now? <laughs> no. The same with the Starcade. <laughs> well, it's True. it's very valuable real estate, and Disney's just not using it right. So, you know, got to do something about that. Uh, I'm going to pass it off again to, to Tage here. Well, kind of on the same path as Eric, but I'm going a little further, and that's Genie Plus, because I think... I long for the days of the pandemic when we did not have any genie or lightning lane or fast pass or max pass or basically anything that you couldn't just stand in a standby line because guess what? At least the line was moving. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's the thing that I hate the most about any of these things is that just the standby line just drags and i hate it so much that is something that really bothers me although i should have probably thought about tomorrowland or something like that because that's more of a everybody will be happy with that i guess there's so you're right ken there's so much real estate there that they could do different things with Hmm. well what about you lynn what's what are you going to do as president i feel like maybe you had something in mind when you were thinking about this (laughs) so you know we already mentioned the genie plus and i like your idea i also agree that because i went one time one or two times actually before they brought genie plus in it was after the reopening and everything and that was i really liked that it reminded me of the old days before fast pass where you would just wait in a line and no one had you know an advantage everyone just waited in line and it didn't matter if you had more money and you wanted to buy a lightning lane or whatever you wanted to do everyone just waited and it was fine uh because it moved like you said but also the virtual 
or not yeah the virtual queues because i i'm starting to see as i'm planning for concierge little plug uh plan for uh, <laughs> a planner for concierge now i'm finding out that i'm talking to clients that have some have never been to disneyland and i go oh because <laughs> <laughs> where do you start right you know oh, reservations wow, yeah. oh and i hear about this genie plus they don't even know about it so then you have to explain on the phone sometimes some of the features and things are kind of hidden you have to kind of search it's not plain there and you have to buy it and then but you can't buy it until you get in and you know it's just this whole thing it's just they make it so confusing in the virtual queue you know they advertise for this new attraction you know mickey and minnie's runaway train come to disneyland okay i'll go oh i have to get this thing and i'm not fast enough my phone up we can't go now we this is the reason we went because you advertised for it and now we can't go on it (laughs) it's just i just don't like it i i think that um, they need to simplify things or otherwise people are going to start giving up and they're just going to go forget it. And I, and I have people that I work with that have said that I just not going to Disneyland anymore. It's too difficult and I just don't want to deal with it. And I totally get it. So I can go on and on about this. Cause I was talking, Ken and I were kind of talking a little bit about it online, but they need to change something. Cause I think they're starting to, to lose people a little bit. I mean, obviously the parks are crowded, but you know what I mean? Unfortunately, bit. Disney oh, yeah. probably looks at that as okay. Well, there's still a line of people waiting to get in. I know, I know. Yeah. That's what's Lynn tough. Lynn and I have talked about that. We we'll probably talk about it more on our, our show sometime. But there's there's a tipping point, I think. And uh, once you reach that tipping point, and people, you know, your your crowds go away, it's going to be really hard to get them back. One hundred percent. Because right, like how many people going right now are saying? You know what? I normally I would come like every two years or whatever, but I don't think so. You know, and and so it, it takes a little while for that to kick in. But uh, you know, uh, you go over to Knotts and you'll find a lot of former Disney pass holders over there. <laughs> well, it's so much cheaper too. Yeah, well, the ha- less hassle. Granted, a lot less capacity, but it's it's uh, less hassle, and yeah. people can have their fun and be done with it and go on their way they don't have to play a video game just to get in there and then play a video game <laughs> while they're there you know so totally yeah i still have yet to go to knots i was supposed to go last year and and got held up and it, yeah I, I need to at least try it right yes. i gotta go too because <laughs> i i went when i was a little kid and we went during the boys and berry festival when covid lockdowns were still going some of the attractions were open no, so yeah. we uh, definitely want to go, but they have a lot of the things that make Disneyland great. They have some characters that yell out the windows at you, um, <laughs> fairly good theming in, in a lot of the areas, you know, good food. You know, they don't have the amount of or necessarily quality of attractions that Disneyland does, but I don't think it would right. take much for them to invest a little bit and get there if they wanted to. Well, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll give it a try, Tag. <laughs> <laughs> so that's two questions down. It means we have reached our halfway point, and that's when we like to ask you for money. Uh, please head on over to thehubcrawl.com slash support if you would like to support our show. We are a listener-supported show, and we depend on on your contributions to keep this, this, uh, this train rolling on its track. Uh, for $5, you can come in. You can join our Discord chat. You can get access to... Our bonus question for every episode, we always record one, 
And we like to give you a little tease at the end and say, oh, wouldn't you like to hear the answers to this? Well, we'll do that again. If you want to hear the answers to to our bonus question every episode, please head on over to thehubcrawl.com slash support and contribute today. Well, thanks for that, Eric. Time to get back to the questions. And uh, it's uh, you're up for the question. Oh, all right. What is your favorite place to take a break in Disneyland? We'll start out with Ken here. Talking about as a guest? As a guest. <laughs> hey, I mean, you probably, you, I mean, you've spent more time than us in Disneyland as a, as, as an employee. So that probably works yeah. too. I mean, I'm curious to hear both answers yeah. actually from these two. <laughs> well, I, I sound like a broken record, but to people who follow us on our, on our podcast, but uh, I, I wish the old Disney gallery still existed above, uh, above the Pirates of the Caribbean. That was a perfect place to take a break. As long as there wasn't a signing going on, uh, they had tables out there in a patio. Um, you could hang out on the balcony before, you know, if it wasn't nighttime. Uh, but nowadays, I guess I would pick somewhere like the upper level of the Hungry Bear restaurant. Uh, that's a great place to take a break. And now if we were in California Adventure, it would be the animation building. No, uh, no questions for me. Nice, big, air-conditioned. Yes, it's nice and air-conditioned, and I love the animation. And uh, I'm going to pass it on to Teg and ask you, what what's the next, uh, you know, what is your insight on this? Oh, man, this is tough because I feel like a lot of the places that I used to like that were secluded and whatnot aren't anymore. One of the great places used to be like the Carnation Plaza Gardens area there because at, especially at night, nobody would ever be over there uh, except for you know, kissy face teenagers ran into those a few times over there. But, uh, but really though, there's a lot of those places, the court of angels, uh, club 33 sucked that up. You know, there's just all these different places that I feel like have been taken away from us. But I will say in general, I like to sit on main street and people watch. Uh, so anywhere kind of along main street or in the town square or the hub, it's kind of fun just to watch people go by and just kind of relax. But in general, honestly, it doesn't even have to be main street. It could be anywhere. I love people watching, but hungry bear, I will second the Hungry Bear. And I know if Teresa was on this episode, <laughs> she would second the Animation Academy because she loves the Animation Academy. Uh, what about you, Lynn? The Disneyland Railroad. And the reason I picked that one is because after having it, you know, we going to Disneyland with the kid, you get tired. And, <laughs> and as, I, as I get older, you get tired. So if we found that the Disneyland Railroad was something nice to just sit on. And you could just ride that thing around for hours if you wanted. I think... One time we rode it around circle, grand circle tour, um, like three and a half times. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like two hours. No, but it's perfect because midday, you know, when you're tired and you don't want to walk back to the hotel to take a break, you're just like, okay, we'll chill on this for a little bit. And, and there's stuff to see too. Did you used to like to ride the, the people mover for the same reason? Yeah, Absolutely. but it, yeah, but it closed when I was still young. So I still had energy and wanted to run around. But yeah, <laughs> my mom always talks about the peel mover and that it was so great to sit that and it was much shorter. But the the Skyway buckets were awesome, oh, yeah. especially if the yeah. parade was going because you could get from one side of the park. Oh, to the yeah. Other. Yeah. Now, now, as a cast member, because since you <clears throat> Ken brought that up, <laughs> when Tomorrowland, everything was closed, it seemed like, you know, it was before Buzz Lightyear 
and um, it was after Rocket Rods had closed. That whole area was abandoned. It was the building where the old Circle Vision used to be. The air conditioning in there was amazing. They, there was nothing going on in there, but they just had it cranked all the time, it seemed like. So that was a great place to take a take a break, for sure. That's funny. Um, Disney, did, somebody yeah. just left the AC on. I'm surprised some penny pincher didn't go, <laughs> well, we can't have that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, they used those. There were offices in that building too, so they yeah. just they just kept it on, and that hmm. was that was a great place to to take a break. We we were supposed to take breaks in official break rooms, but you know, if you do yeah. that, you, if you're trying to read a book, somebody's always going to interrupt you with questions or whatever. It's like trying to read here. <laughs> I'm reading here. I'm reading here. So I would yeah. always go find like a corner and just hide out, you know, to read a book or something. Yeah, for sure. Eric, how about you? I agree that uh, Main Street is a pretty great place to hang out. I, I finally learned the joys of sitting on the porch. I, I got a, <laughs> oh, I got a, an ice cream cone at Gibson Girl and walked across the street to hang out on the porch for a little while. And a, one of the, it, the omnibus drove by and it was just a nice afternoon. But uh, I think my favorite is, is still Jolly Holiday. I love coming in in the morning. And sitting down with a cup of coffee and a pastry and having my breakfast and wasting my rope drop time while everybody runs to their favorite attractions. And I sit back and go, eh, I'll get out there eventually. I'm that's, impressed that you were able to get a seat on the bench on me. Like, that's challenging to get a hold of sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was totally circumstantial. Like, Dan, who's been on the podcast a couple of times, we were leaving. We were heading to, well, we were heading to go see uh, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. And he said, the porch is open. Get some ice cream. I'll hold down the seats. Smart man. Smart man. Yes. You're going to have lightning lane for that porch. <laughs> nice long line. Yeah. Virtual queue. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't just like taken the benches out and made it like a meet and greet area or something, to be honest. Maybe I should cut that from the podcast. We yeah, don't I, don't, Disney I don't any know. Ideas. That's too good an idea. Yeah, when I was thinking of where where to take a break, I thought, well, where haven't they removed all the benches? <laughs> true. That's yeah. true. They I saw a picture <clears throat> yesterday, I want to say, of the new the, the the part of Mickey's Toontown that is reopened in front of Roger Rabbit, mm-hmm. where they took the fountain out. They have this nice big you know, artificial lawn for the kids to play on, which I think is a great yeah. idea. And I think there was a grand total of this massive space. I think I saw three benches. <laughs> yeah. Huh. No sitting anymore. Okay. And I don't recall seeing a garbage can, which concerned me. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. People don't eat garbage cans everywhere. They'll take care of everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't get me started on the benches. I, I always like to, to tell this story. So those benches that were in front of Haunted Mansion, there's like that that brick there there used to be a well they weren't pinches they were a plant like a planter and you could sit on on the which create was like a bench you can sit there on the edge of it well they got rid of that because they wanted a bigger pathway because they were expecting these huge crowds for galaxy's edge and so then they got rid of it and now it's just you know nothing there and so people just sat in the same place but on the ground i thought (laughs) well that's ridiculous they're still taking up almost the same amount of room but they're on the ground now and then now I walked by and there's benches there. So I thought, well, there went that. So they took out the planner and put yeah. in the benches. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> really interesting. But I used to like, that was a great thing about Disneyland is there was benches like everywhere yeah. and it was never hard to find a spot. And I feel like you're right. Even on Main Street where there used to be benches, especially like in the hub, there was benches uh-huh. like lining oh, yeah. every the whole thing. section there. Yeah. 
And it's just, and then what they do now is anytime there's a parade or something, what little benches they do have, they pull over for the VIP seating. They don't want yeah. you sitting around. They want you spending money. Come on. It used <laughs> to be it was a park. It was, it was a park. Parks have benches. Right. You know, that, yeah. Oh, well, grumpy old men complaining. We are. We are. Get off my lawn. Get off my artificial Toontown lawn. Well, well, Ken, let's hear some more from you. What's your question to round us out today? Oh, let's see if I can think of one. Um, okay. I've got it. If you could stay overnight within Disneyland Park, uh, assuming wherever it is that you would have food and water and bedding and, and restroom access, where would it be and why? I will pass it on to Teg. Okay. So there we go. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm glad you said about having food, water, bedding, and restroom access because I was thinking how many people have tried to stay on like Tom Sawyer Island after, but I was like, hmm, I feel like some of those things are locked yeah. up. There's no bedding, not a lot of food. But I think if you're talking about some place that was meant to be slept in, obviously, I think the Dream Suite is amazing. We talked earlier about the old Disney gallery above the Pirates queue area there that that used to be the Disney gallery and now it is the dream suite. But if you mean someplace that's not meant to be slept in, I'd have to say something like the Matterhorn, like up where the basketball court is, although I will tell you that elevator is dang scary. Uh, or the uh, Adventureland Treehouse that's going to open up soon. I think that'd be kind of a cool place because you kind of have a view. And I love, I love Disneyland at night, so it'd be real cool to be up there and just kind of look over the river and everything. Um, those, I think, are good options. But the Dream Suite's pretty amazing. Although, I feel like they should turn it back into something. Give it, give it back to the people. What about you, Lynn? I like the Haunted Mansion, that little portrait hallway, you know, when you first get off the... Um, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I like that. I think because I like that theming. I like the dark wood and, and there's carpet there. You're not going to have nightmares? No. Well, maybe. <laughs> but <laughs> it is haunted. So, yeah, that would be kind of fun. That's where I would I would like to stay. Didn't they do like a dinner or something there one time? Mm-hmm. Like they put in a big table and had like a after hours dinner or something? Yeah, I worked that event. It was cool. Yeah, they wow. had a, a they had a table in there in that middle area and they had us go down and vacuum and sweep and everything and get it all ready but it was pretty cool seeing all the decorations i think being a custodial cast member would be the best job (laughs) for sure eric i would love to spend the night in walt's apartment above the the firehouse you know there's actually a bed there which i guess is a plus you could take a shower where walt took a shower (laughs) no who else has taken a shower there like did he have any any guests where walt disney has slept i mean you're talking about showering but sleeping is this right oh yeah yeah i mean so few people actually used that space i think that's pretty special (laughs) what are you laughing sorry my my brain kept going and i'm like walt disney pooped here (laughs) now there we go (laughs) <laughs> Un- uh, unplug the uh the the fire pole and and go downstairs into the the firehouse a few times a night and surprise people walking around i don't know i, I think i think that would be pretty pretty spe- spectacular but ken what do you have for us well uh i want to say it depends on when this is because if it's immediately then probably splash mountain because i've i've been through all of Splash Mountain, but I haven't spent the night in Splash Mountain. So that would that would be interesting. Any scene in particular? Do I want psychedelic stuff all night? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it would probably be the um, 
the first animated scene, you know, oh. probably in there. That's a nice place. Uh, or actually, probably just towards the just towards the top, you know, towards the whole towards the the, the top of Drop Five. That would be interesting. But with that, if that's gone already, then go with Sleeping Beauty Castle. You know, gotta gotta do the icon. I'm so jealous, Ken, because I know you've been, when you say you've been through the whole attraction, I know you mean through the whole, not like <laughs> us mortals who have ridden through the attraction. Uh, down, refurbishment times were, were were great if you were working out in that area and you wanted to take your lunch by <laughs> by going where you're not supposed to. You know? <laughs> yeah, jealous. See, custodial, that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for this episode of The Hub Crawl. We, of course, would love to thank our guests from The Sweep Spot. If you do not already listen to them, which you probably do, go check them out at thesweepspot.com. But thank you, Ken, for joining us tonight. Thank you. And thanks, Lynn, for your return appearance. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you. So where can people find you if they want to hear more about you guys? You can go to our website, thesweepspot.com. We can get our books. We have... Uh, audiobooks that are on USB drives for a limited time. We have paperback copies of both of our books. You can uh, get t-shirts there, links to all our shows. Uh, I think that's, yeah. So everything's pretty much on the website. You can get our podcast anywhere where podcasts are found. So probably wherever you found this one, you will find ours. So. Well, join us next time when we continue to talk all things Disney. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.